The squirrel was magic! Welcome to the second episode of Heckles and Horror. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I am your host, uh, TJ. Like I said, this is Heckles and Horror, your one-stop shop for all things heckly and all things horror-y. Because <laughs> I make up words and shit, because I'm awesome. <laughs> but, uh, so, I just want to dive right in. I don't want to, I'll spare you the big, long, drawn-out introduction, so we'll just go ahead and dive right in to the show. Let's get it started. Uh Again, I have my notes. <laughs> um, so yeah, things of note. Obviously, it's February. Everybody knows it's February. January blew by pretty quick. So we're in February now. Um, February, anybody who's, an, who's a horror fan knows that uh, February has been um, deemed Women in Horror Month every year. Um, Women in Horror Month was a... Uh, I don't really know the history of it. Per se, but uh, women in horror is basically every February. Um, different people in the horror community pay show their appreciation to different women in the horror, whether filmmakers, um, writers, uh, directors, actresses, and everything like that. That's what Women in Horror Month is, and like I said, people pay pay show their appreciation for the women who make the horror community as awesome as it is. Um, actually on our 605 Facebook page, studio 605 Facebook page, we're doing a women in horror, um, a women in horror series and where we're showing our appreciation to, since we're an independent company, we are showing more appreciation for independent, um, women in the horror in our independent community such as independent actresses independent filmmakers things like that uh with a few few big names sprinkled in here and there but for the most part <laughs> few big names sprinkled in but for the most part it's uh it's it's more independent people that a lot of people really haven't heard of but that's what we're doing on 605 facebook page uh if you follow us on Facebook, that's awesome. You can see our series. I've been updating it on the day on a daily basis right around, usually around noon is when I put a new post up for uh, a new woman in horror. We're on day four today. Um, today was, who was today? 
today with Alicia Clark. Alicia Clark is who we showed appreciation for today. Uh, Alicia was in uh, Scream for Summer. She's also been in, uh, she's got several movies on Amazon, actually. Um, she was in Scream for Summer with us that we filmed in 2016. Um, also on Amazon, she has um, Hospital, The Hospital 1 and 2. She has um, Kill Granny Kill and personal favorite of mine. I, I first watched this movie last year and i fell in love with it i thought it was awesome it's a more of a horror comedy independent horror comedy but it's got it's called uh, camp massacre and that movie is fucking phenomenal if you're an independent horror fan i mean it's got its cheesy parts and it's got its it's it's got its flaws but it all in all it's definitely a solid film i really enjoyed it actually stars al snow the wwe uh x i don't know if he's x i don't know if he still wrestles or not. i don't follow wrestling anymore but al snow from way way back in the day when he used to wrestle with like mankind um he's in the movie as well so i mean that was that was pretty cool to see him like in a different setting than than wrestling but uh so yeah, Women in Horror Month. Like I said, follow us on Facebook. You can keep up on all of our our daily updates on our Women in Horror. And like I said, it's day four. We've got twenty four more days of of celebrating women in the horror genre. So keep an eye on that. Um. Secondly, a couple other things that are happening in the independent film community. Well, this next thing isn't. I mean, I guess it's independent. I guess you could consider it independent. But he's. He's he's bigger than independent at this point, but uh, a director that I'm pretty pretty damn fond of. All of us at six oh five are really really fond of this director, um, Adam Green. If you're familiar with Adam Green, he uh, his he has a, a series called Hatchet. He's got Hatchet one through three, and it's basically it's basically a slasher movie. Um, you have the the antagonist Victor Crowley, who's this deformed. Um, killing machine i basically is what you can say about him just so uh he secretly filmed a a part four to to the vic to the to the hatchet series didn't tell anybody nobody knew that nobody even knew that it was going on and uh last year he surprised all of his fans with hey guess what surprise there's a part four of hatchet and we're going on tour with it so they did a um a theater tour a national theater tour with the newest movie it's called Victor Crowley, um, did a national tour for it. Uh, the new movie, it was fucking awesome. I went and saw it. Me and Brandon went and saw it. Uh, Brandon Pruitt, another owner of 605, we went and saw it um, in October, I think. And also Roman also went and saw it, but he went to a different date. Roman went and saw it in uh, Columbus. Me and Brandon went to Indianapolis to see it. And all three of us fucking loved it. It was so fucking awesome. It was such a good movie. Very well done. Funny as shit. I mean, as you come to expect from Adam Green and in, in, in the Hatchet series. I mean, it's got some, it's got its comedic aspects, and it was just a very solid film, and it was really, really good. Um, the new film, uh, Victor Crowley, like I said, is what it's called. It stars uh, Valissa Rose of Sleepaway Camp fame. It's also got Kane Hodder. He plays, uh, um, he plays Victor Crowley. Uh, Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, if you're familiar with that show. It's one of my favorite shows on TV because it's hilarious. But um, So yeah, Brian Quinn is, is in it. Uh, Laura Ortiz is also in it. She, You can see her in um, The Hills Have Eyes, the, the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. And she's also a good friend of Adam Green's himself. Um, you can see you can really see her a lot in... Uh, Adam Green has a, has a show called Holliston that aired on... Uh, 
I can't remember the channel that it aired on. Forgive me, I can't remember. But anyway, he's got a, a show, a television show that was actually on a on a television channel called Holliston, and it's basically it's it really caters to the uh, the horror movie fan and the filmmaker, and it's just a it's typical sitcom fashion. It's a very good show if you're a fan of Adam Green in general, or if you're just a fan, or if you're a fan of Adam Green, or you're a fan of horror in general. It's definitely worth the watch, and you should seriously check it out because I fell in love with it, and it's a very solid show. It's got a lot of heart and it's got a lot of comedy and it's just a really, really good show. Um, moving on another movie. Oh, I wanted to say, um, like I said, he went on tour last year and me and Brandon went to, uh, Indianapolis and met him. We saw the movie at uh, a museum up there. They, they showed it at a museum up the Indianapolis museum or something like that. And, um, after the movie, he did he did like a Q and A before the movie. Then we all watched the movie, and then afterwards he did a a meet and greet. Uh, and um, during the meet and greet, he had fans would after the movie they could they had the opportunity to go up and talk to him and meet with him and everything. And me and Brandon stood in line, and we finally got a chance to go up and meet him. And it was an awesome experience. I met him once before at uh, Rock and Shock, which is a um, a horror convention that is held up in Massachusetts, uh, Wooster, Worcester, however you say it. I don't know, but, um, I met him once before at rock and shock and he was just a super cool dude, really nice guy, but I didn't really get a lot of time to talk to him cause we were vending at the time and I needed to get back to the booth and I just really didn't have a lot of time to talk to him. But when we went and saw Victor Crowley and we met him, um, I'd say me and Brandon probably spent a good, five minutes, a solid five minutes with him. I mean, I know that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but there were a lot of people in line. So, I mean, we kind of had to move it quick, but I got to speak with him uh, a little bit more in depth than I did at rock and shock because I was so busy at rock and shock, but a uh, stand up guy really laid back, really cool. We actually gave him a copy of our uh, latest movie scream for summer that we were pretty excited to give it to him. Uh, Cause we know that he, he started from the bottom. Now he here. But, <laughs> but, uh, sin, so, I mean, that's how we are too. I mean, we're, we started from the bottom and we're working our, we're working our way up. So, I mean, it was really cool. It was really a surreal feeling to be able to go up to Adam Green, somebody that we all look, look up to and, and admire and to give him a, a physical copy of a movie that we worked so hard and put so much time into and to give him that copy of that movie, whether he watched it or not, I don't know if he did. I hope he did, but I know he's busy. He's always got stuff going on, but, um, it was just a really cool feeling to be able to to go up to him and and give him something give him something physical like not just as a typical horror fan oh, can I have your autograph but um but yeah it was a really cool feeling and he was he was really appreciative of it and he actually gave me and Brandon a, a small little pep talk I can't remember exactly what he said well I mean I I do but I won't get into it but but um but it was just really cool so anyway moving on um there's a a horror film convention down in South Carolina called Crimson Screen Film Convention, Horror Film Convention. We've submitted to it a couple times. Um, we submitted uh, our Campground the Requel, which is uh, this one right here. We submitted that to Crimson Screen. Was that 2014, 15, 16? 2016, we submitted Campground the Requel to Crimson Screen. And me, Brandon, and Roman made a trip down to South Carolina. Oh, oh man. 
that was a good trip, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, we made a trip down to um, down to South Carolina for Crimson Screen. <laughs> when are you going to take your shirt off? <laughs> Unless I'm showering or fucking my clothes stay on, son. <laughs> Get out of here, Brady. <laughs> but um, we, uh, so yeah, we, we made the trip down to South Carolina for Crimson Screen when we submitted Requel to it. And um, watched our movie. I mean, it was really cool to have a, have one of our movies in, um, in a film festival, especially a, a well-known uh, film festival, the horror film festival. But anyway, I mean that I'm segueing into my next point, but, um, Crimson screen, the people who run uh crimson screen, they have a film production company called horse Creek productions. And, um, yeah, horse Creek productions. And they have a new movie coming out on February, uh, February 6th, February 6th called family possessions, uh, family possessions. I've seen the trailer. It looks Incredible! It looks like a very, very, very good movie. Very, uh, I don't know. I can't say I can't say enough about how good the trailer makes this movie look, and I'm really, really excited for this movie to come out. But um, uh, Family Possessions stars also Felissa Rose from she's in, in Hatchet or Victor Crowley in Sleepaway Camp. Um, Felissa Rose is in it. Uh, Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street Two is also has also has a role in this movie. So I mean that's really cool that they were able to get recognizable names like that. Like I mean that's really awesome. But um but yeah, Family Possessions. Look for it on DVD and video on demand. It comes out on February sixth, as well as I didn't mention this before, but Victor Crowley also comes out on. Um, February 6th as well. Both movies are up for pre-order. Uh, Victor Crowley, I recommend getting it directly from Adam's website, Aeroscope Records, or not Aeroscope Records. Isn't there a record company called Aeroscope? I don't know. Interscope, I Interscope that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, Adam Green's production company is called Aeroscope, not Interscope, Aeroscope. I recommend getting Victor Crowley from his website directly because... He specifically said in the Q&A before or after the, after we watched the movie, he specifically said that more than likely the movie that comes out on, that they're going to release on Aeroscope is going to be the theatrical release, which is unedited, has everything that you saw in the theater, but everything that is being sold in stores like Walmart and retail stores, Amazon, things like that, is going to be the, the edited movie where the um, MPAA, I guess they tore it the fuck apart and they made him take out a whole lot of stuff there's one kill in particular in victor crowley that is fucking amazing i'm not going to tell you because he specifically asked all of the people in attendance not to talk about the not to talk about like specific kills or storyline or plot or anything like that so i'm not going to go into the into the kill that i'm talking to, talking about but those of you that have seen it that were on the tour and they went and saw the movie you know which kill i'm talking about so be on the lookout for that. February 6th, Victor Crowley. Oh, and on another thing, Victor Crowley, if you order it from Aeroscope, uh, he personally signs autographs, every everything that you order from his website, which is really fucking cool because a lot of people don't do that. They just have a big warehouse. You order something, it goes, they never even see that somebody ordered it, and they just have somebody throw it in a box and ship it to you, and that's that. But Adam Green, he takes the time to hand sign everything that you order from him, whether it's DVDs, he sells scripts, comic books, things like that. Hand signs everything and sends it to you, and it's just a really cool um, 
really cool little collector's piece to have, a really cool little memento to have, especially if you're a fan of Adam Green like 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 I am and Roman and Brandon, all of us. Alright, so moving on. I mentioned uh last on the last episode. Hold on, let me get a drink. I mentioned on last episode that uh our newest upcoming movie, Cinematic Reality, is set to begin filming. Um, I think I think we're planning on April. Um, I don't know the exact dates, but we're planning on April. So, uh, Cinematic Reality. I mentioned that last week. Where that's our newest movie that we're working on coming up in April this spring. Um, the script is finally complete. Brandon Pruitt, who is writing it, who wrote the script and is also directing the movie, uh, based on a story from our friend Alex Gottman. Uh, Brandon Pruitt finally got the script written. It's finally finished. Uh, it was sent off to Alex for um, for his approval. Alex read the script. He loved it. I read the script. Roman read the, read the script, and it is uh, it's so fucking good. It is it's such a good script, and it really really makes us look forward to shooting the movie even more now, now that the script is done and we have an idea of where the story is going to go. We were looking forward to it before because, I mean, it's such a it's such a, a clever, interesting way to, to go about a, a tragic story. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to give anything away, but um, we're, even, we're even more excited now, now that the script is done, now that we've read it, and we're able to see like where the story is going to go and everything. So the script is done. It's been approved. We've all read it. It's awesome. And he shipped it off to um, his proofreader in Florida, and she is currently proofreading it, going through it, fixing all the mistakes, spelling, grammatical errors, things like that. Um, fixing all of those. Once that's finished, it's being shipped back to Brandon, and then that's it's all said and done, and we are set to start filming. It's already been casted. Uh, we have people like Roman Josart is, uh, starring in it. Um, Kayla Stone, you can see her in, um, campground, the, not the original campground. Cause like I said, last time that movie doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but, uh, campground, the requel, she was in that, uh, she's total sweetheart, very good actress. We're excited to have her on board. Um, VA Bennett, who is a local comedian and, uh, he, him and Brandon have known each other for several years, but he's a, he also does uh, local comedy shows. He's I think he's gone to like national competition, like co- comedy competitions and stuff. He's he's a hilarious dude, and I can't wait to work with him again. Uh, so yeah, what's that? Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Oh, apparently I just found out that VA is uh, the guest on next week's episode of Pointless Discussions. So tune into that because he is a hilarious motherfucker and it's going to be a good show so definitely tune into that um so yeah roman kayla um va which i'll i'm going to talk more about va here here in a minute uh and also um who else well i'm not going to give just go to the go to the cinematic reality facebook page and check out the cast and follow along with us because like i said we're starting production here within just a few couple short months so it's it's going to be a good time uh on the note of cinematic reality, also, I wanted to talk about um, locations. Um, the location that we needed, the central location that we needed for this movie was, uh, I mean, it was pretty specific. We needed a really specific type of location. We were looking for uh, some sort of 
convenience store slash gas station, small mom and pop, small town, low traffic type of gas station, convenience store, whatever you want to call it. But, um, so yeah, the location that we were looking for, we've, that one of the reasons why the movie took so long to get to where it is now, like I said last time, uh, it's been in production or yeah, production hell for forever. Um, but we finally found a location. We actually went and scouted it. Me, Brandon, Roman, um, and the second assistant director, Justin, and Alex was even there for, for a few minutes before he had to go to work. But um, the five of us went to this location. It's right outside of uh, Aurora, Indiana. We found the perfect little small mom and, tap, mom, mom and pop um, gas station, I guess you could say. It's more of a convenience store, but I mean, it doesn't have gas pumps. So, I mean, we'll have to do something about that, but, but we found the perfect location. It's actually a vacant store. So it's going to take a lot of set dressing, uh, a lot of things like that. Uh, we're going to have to stock it ourselves, stock the place ourselves with, <laughs> we're actually all saving our, <laughs> saving our garbage, like grocery garbage and stuff so that we can reuse the packaging to have on the shelves and everything to, to make it look like it's a, uh, store that's filled up with product but i mean that's that's the nature of independent filmmaking so i mean it is what it is but very excited about it and uh so yeah the location is locked we talked to the guy he came he went he came and met us at the location uh showed us around location is locked we just have to get the keys we're actually need some cleaning up needs a little bit of tlc we're doing that this weekend the plan is to do that this weekend so anybody who is working on that movie who might be watching feel free to come help us because it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty big undertaking, but I think we can, but I not think I know we can do it because we're six Oh five. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> um, also on the cinematic reality note, um, so location script is done. Uh, our Indiegogo campaign, we are going to be filming the Indiegogo video for that here within the next, uh, next couple weeks uh we talked about sometime in the next couple weeks we haven't set exact dates yet either but um within the next couple weeks we're going to be filming our indiegogo campaign video for that and the indiegogo campaign will be live hopefully by mid-march i would say hopefully early march mid-march something like that um a lot of perks we have a, a lot of awesome perks we've any other time that we've done crowdfunding We've always had the typical standard perks like DVD, pre-order a DVD, things like that. Uh, get a special thanks on IMDb, uh, special thanks in the credits, um, producer credit, things like that. But this time we decided to go, decided, decided to do something a little bit different. We've got a lot of really, really fucking awesome perks on this movie. Uh, for example, we've got uh, screen-used props, which we've done that before too. We've had screen-used prop perks, uh, screen-used screen, screen used wardrobe perks. So if you buy that perk... Uh, not only are you helping us fund the movie, but in return, you also get a screen used prop, whatever it may be. We're unsure. We haven't, we haven't gotten that far yet. We haven't decided, but screen used prop, screen used piece of wardrobe shirt. I know that there's, uh, um, I know Brandon said that there is a, there's going to be one, one shirt in particular that's, that's going to have like screen used blood on it. I mean, it's going to be a set used screen used bloody shirt. That's going to be one of the items up for, up for, I guess you could say sale or whatever on our Indiegogo. Um, so yeah, props, wardrobe, set used scripts. Uh, anybody who's a filmmaker knows that 
you rely very, very heavily on your script when you're on set. Um, running lines, uh, blocking scenes, somebody forgets a line, it's, everybody should have a script on them at some point so that if somebody does forget a line, oh, well, yeah, it's this right here, this is your line. So screen-used scripts, uh, or set-used scripts, which will be signed by cast and crew, those are going to be on the Indiegogo account. So that's pretty cool. We've, I don't think we've ever done that before, so that's pretty cool. Uh, set-used slate. Also signed by cast and crew. That's going to be really a cool thing to have. And you can even win, or not win, but you can even get a date with 605 <laughs> perk, which that one's pretty cool. I think I I think I suggested that one, a date with 605. Um, that one's really cool because anybody who has been on a 605 set, <laughs> anybody who's been on a 605 set knows that me, Roman, and Brandon are Pretty goddamn funny, <laughs> especially when we're all together. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty outrageous. Some of the things that we say to one one another, and none of us have any shame whatsoever. So, uh, the things that we say on set get pretty outrageous, and you can you can take that home with you. Well, take that on a date with you with a uh, date with six oh five, where you get to go out with uh, myself, Brandon Pruitt, and Roman Josart. We all go out to out and have a nice dinner, have some laughs couple drinks maybe and it's gonna be a really good time so indiegogo launches sometime like i said early next month maybe uh mid-month next month i'm not exactly sure dates aren't set yet but be on the lookout for that because we got some awesome kick-ass perks so moving on uh next up on the agenda 605 at 605 are me and roman's row or uh web web series that we decided that we wanted to start uh first episode we filmed it back in uh i think early or mid january something like that early january yeah, i think it was early january filmed it uh filmed the first episode of 605 at 605 with our friends from taint bad productions uh rob collins and stephen hodkey uh first episode we premiered the taint bads uh short film mr buzzkill and that episode is live and on Facebook and YouTube now as we speak. It's uh it's been met with really positive feedback. Like uh, we couldn't be happier with the way that this show was we couldn't be happier with the way that it turned out, I guess is what I'm saying. It turned out fucking phenomenal. It turned out so great. And it was such a fun time to just sit there on on the couch and just bullshit with other filmmakers other like-minded people other passionate people and it was just a really good time and uh like i said it's been met with really positive feedback i know myself i've gotten a lot of really positive feedback people saying that oh it was really good i can't wait for the next episode people constantly asking me when the next episode is coming out to be announced i know that it's it's coming soon it, we haven't filmed it yet but we're working on we're trying to figure out scheduling for for guests actually because i mean everybody Everybody who's an independent filmmaker, especially low-budget independent filmmakers, knows that you have full-time jobs. We all have full-time jobs, so I mean, it's hard to schedule, but new episodes are coming soon. And future guests that we're trying to get, uh, that we're trying to... Oh yeah, Rob, he had a blast, definitely. I already got one two-liter, <laughs> Alex. But, um... But yeah, we're working on guests for, we're trying to schedule, schedule out guests. Like I said, everybody has kids and uh, full-time jobs. So we're trying to get all that scheduled out. But future guests that we're working on getting is uh, our Sean Burkett from Concept Media, which we're actually teaming up with him in the summer in June to shoot uh, Don't Fuck in the Woods Part 2. 
so Sean Burkett, he's slated to be on an episode at some point. Uh, Cheyenne Gordon, who was the writer and director of Scream for Summer. Uh, we're very excited to have him, but he just recently had a child, uh, I think in December. Uh, so, I mean, he's just got a, a, a young child. Uh, so it's kind of hard to get him scheduled, but we're working very diligently to get him on an episode because we, uh, we fucking adore Cheyenne. He's such a, such a good dude and we just love being around him. He's just a genuine, really good guy. And I'm really excited to have him on the show. But, um, so Cheyenne, uh, Sean Burkett, uh, and we're also, I, I mentioned V.A. Bennett earlier, uh, who's going to, who was in cinematic reality. Uh, we're also planning on having, um, Brandon Pruitt, who is the writer and director and co-owner of Studio 605, writer and director of cinematic reality. We want to have him on an episode with more than likely V.A., hopefully V.A., um, because VA is just an entertaining, entertaining dude. So I know that'll be a good episode, but yeah, uh, Brandon Pruitt and VA Bennett are going to be, uh, we're planning on having them on an episode of, of cinematic or not cinematic reality, but on an episode of six Oh five at six Oh five. Uh, VA has been a longtime friend of, of, of our company. Like I said, him and Brandon have known each other for years. I know they worked with each other for a very long time, known each other for forever. And, uh, VA, like I said, he's been a longtime friend of, of our company. We met him through Brandon Pruitt. And when we filmed Campground the Requel back in 2015, um, Brandon brought VA on to, to have a role in that movie. And he was fuck. He was so great, man. He was so great. There's one line in particular where he comes out of a cabin and he's got a gun and he's all shaken up and scared and he hears an owl in the distance and when he hears the owl in the distance he pulls his gun up and he's like what the fuck was that Ugh. and then he realizes it was an owl and he's like fucking dumbass bird <laughs> and he fucking ad ad-libbed the whole thing and it was hilarious and we fucking lost it. we had to do it a few different times because we couldn't stop laughing but va is like i said he's a very entertaining guy very excited to have him on the next episode or not on the next but a next episode of 605 at 605. Uh, he also wrote and directed um, a short film that we did uh, last year. I think last year. I can't remember. I'm terrible with dates. Forgive me. I'm terrible with dates. But um, a short film that we did, I think, last year called I Love Mackenzie Reynolds. He, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Brandon Pruitt directed it. I think I said he wrote and directed it. But uh, he wrote it. Um, it's called, I love Mackenzie Reynolds and it is one of the best shorts that we have ever put out. It is so fucking good. Everything is on point in, in this short film, the acting VA stars in it. He stars as the man. Uh, so he wrote it. He stars in it. Everything in this is in this short film is on point. Um, the acting, the lighting, the cinematography, everything. I mean, it's just a, a great short. We actually premiered it during the Scream for Summer uh, world premiere back in October or November. Like I said, I'm terrible with dates. Eh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> back in November, October, something like that. Uh, we premiered uh, I Love Mackenzie Reynolds during the Scream for Summer premiere. And afterwards, people raved about how good, how much they loved, uh, I love Mackenzie Reynolds and we're very, I think the plan is we mentioned, we talked about this in short yesterday during the location scout for uh, cinematic reality. When we were talking to Brandon about see Alex knows I love, love Mackenzie Reynolds. Yes. It's, it's so good. It's, it's a really, 
really solid short film, and I'm really excited to finally be able to get it out to the masses and show people. But what I was saying was we mentioned this, um, me, Brandon, and Roman kind of dabbled into this little bit of conversation yesterday during the CR uh, location scout that there's a possibility that we may or may not premiere I Love Mackenzie Reynolds on the episode of 605 at 605 when Brandon Pruitt and V.A. Bennett are our guests. So be on the lookout for that. Like I said, I don't know if it is going to happen or it's not going to happen. We'll see to be determined, but fingers crossed, Robin, I know you're watching. So we need to do that because it's a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, cinematic reality and 605 at 605. So we will go ahead and move on. Um, after the first episode of, of Heckles and Horror, me and Andrew were talking, and we thought that it would be a really cool idea to... Uh, see, when, when we first started talking about this show, I'm going to switch gears here for a second, but when we first started talking about this show, uh, we talked about, like, I, I knew that we wanted to make it as as much geared toward the fans of like horror and the genre in general, whether you're an independent fan, big time horror fan, I mean, whatever we wanted to, we wanted to gear this show show as much as we possibly could toward fans of the genre. So we decided that after the first episode, we decided that it would be a good idea to, um, ask, ask viewers, ask fans of, of horror or the show or whatever, whatever, what have you, um, have fans of the show, um, submit either videos or pictures or anything of, of their horror collection. Cause I mean, anybody who is a horror fan knows that or not knows, but anybody who's a horror fan likes to collect like different memorabilia. I mean, you got the, the, the big things like the pop figures and I, I'm personally a collector of t-shirts. I love, horror t-shirts and I've got I've got way more t-shirts than anybody should fucking have <laughs> but t-shirts uh pop figures collectibles in general action figures things like that so we wanted to incorporate fans fans own personal collections of horror memorabilia into the show so we uh we decided to to reach out to some people that we knew and um and get submissions for people's personal horror memorabilia collections that they would send in. And then each week we are going to, we, the plan is to, we'll showcase a new, a new fans horror collection on each new episode of, of this show of heckles and horror. Um, so, I mean, I thought that was a really cool idea. I got to give credit to Andrew. He was the one that came up with that idea. I never even really thought about it, but I mean, that's a great idea. And like I said, from the beginning, I really wanted to make this as, as much geared toward, toward fans of the genre as I possibly could. And I thought that when he mentioned that, I thought that it was a really, really good idea. And I thought that it would be something really cool for fans to do and to be able to showcase their own hard work and money that they, money spent on, on all this, this memorabilia and, and things like that to, to showcase it and brag about it and show it off. So that being said, uh, this week we have, and like I said, this is going to be a, uh, every episode we're going to have a new person. But this week, the very first person whose horror collection that we're going to show showcase is uh, a guy named Brian Larimer. And he, Andrew sent me pictures of of the things of the picture. Andrew sent me pictures of the the shots that Brian sent in, and uh, 
this dude has a ridiculous fucking collection. It is insane and huge. He's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Like we're gonna show pictures of it here in a minute. We got a little little montage of sorts to show you. But Andrew told me when he sent me pictures of it and he showed them to me. Um, he Brian sent Andrew a message and said, "Oh yeah, this is this is only half of it too." And the pictures that he showed that he sent, like I said, it is a huge huge collection. If that's only half of it, I cannot even begin to imagine how big his entire collection is. So, <laughs> I need this to say, I thought I had a pretty good decent collection of things, but holy shit, dude, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's awesome. So, yeah, so we're going to move into the the horror horror movie collection segment, I guess is what we'll call it. <laughs> I'll come up with a better name later. <laughs> but so yeah, we'll move into that segment. So uh if you want to roll the tape. So yeah, that was uh, Brian Larimer's horror movie collection. Like I said, that's only half of it. Um, so I'm I'm really curious to see the other half because thing was Matt. That's what she said. <laughs> I can't resist. God damn it! That's that's what she said. It's the best joke ever. But um, but yeah, that was only half. <laughs> that was only half of it. Yeah, I'm really curious to see the other. I can't stop thinking about it now. <laughs> so that was only half of it. I'm really curious to see the other half because I mean, like I said, as as huge, <laughs> everything is, oh God, everything is, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to move on from, from that because I can't stop laughing about that. That's what she said. But anyway, moving on, 
Brian Larimer, he contributes to a lot of our projects. I know that he, I'm pretty sure he contributed to uh, Campground the Requel. Um, I'm. Was he on set for Woods Within? See, I was only I don't remember Woods Within very much because I was only on set maybe just a handful of times. So um, Andrew just told me that he was on set for uh, the Woods Within, and I, it must have been a time that I wasn't on set because I don't remember that. I'm sorry, Brian. I apologize. Oh yeah, that's right. He is. Yeah, that's right. Which I wasn't on set for this either, but but uh, but yeah, he contributes to a lot of our things. Um, uh, I noticed in in the pictures in the pictures of your collection, Brian, that he he has quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth, Curse of Jason, which is a, a fan film that we produced uh, back in uh, two thousand fourteen. Was it? Oh, I just guessed that. Whoop whoop. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, The Curse of Jason, which is a short film that we did uh, back in 2014, I believe. Uh, I noticed that he's got uh, he had a he had a DVD uh, in his collection, and he's he's got a lot of Friday the Thirteenth stuff actually. Um, uh, a lot of really cool shit. And I remember uh, what was it? he said something about a, a poster that he had that was signed by Rob Zombie. Fracture. No, Compound Fracture was signed by uh, Tyler Maine. Yeah, oh, Tyler Maine, that's what it was. Promote the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, was that a movie? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Compound, Compound Fracture. Fracture. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, okay, okay, I gotcha. Um, uh, a movie that uh, that Tyler Maine, Tyler Maine uh, did, who you know him from Rob Zombie's Halloween... Did uh, I don't I don't have dates I don't I don't know but uh, called Compound Fracture Brian actually has a poster for that movie signed by is it signed by Rob Zombie too or no 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 it's just it's just Tyler yeah. Tyler and his wife I think yeah, I think both people in it too yeah something like that um, I don't remember yeah, exactly specific yeah yeah exactly yeah Tyler so Tyler uh, because uh, thanks to Brian's help for promoting Compound Fracture uh, Tyler personally signed a compound pra- compound fracture poster for him and sent it to him and I, I believe that he said that it's Tyler's wife I think maybe I'm sorry if I'm mistaken I might be wrong uh, but also uh, I think uh, one or two actors slash actress from from the movie itself but uh I know that I saw a post on Facebook not too long ago from uh, I can't remember exactly who so I'm not even gonna pretend that i know i'm not even going to throw a name out there because i can't remember but anyway the post was um what is your most prized uh possession horror memorabilia wise and i saw brian commented that it was was that poster so i thought that was really cool uh thanks for sending in your pictures brian you've got a very impressive collection like i said i'm pretty goddamn jealous oh that's right um is it Magic Squirrel at Gmail? Magic Squirrel Network. Magic Squirrel Network. Uh, so yeah, future episodes. Like I said earlier, uh, we want to we want to showcase anybody who watches the show or anybody who's just a fan of horror in general. Showcase your your horror movie collection, whether it's like I said, action figures. If you've got a huge T-shirt collection, uh, just memorabilia in general, signed posters, meet pe- meeting people at horror conventions, uh, autographed pictures, pictures of you with said guests at these conventions. What have you? Whatever you have, send them in to uh, magicsquirrelnetwork at gmail dot com, and we will showcase them on the show. So that's that's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool way to include fans of the genre. I mean, 
I'm a fan of the genre, obviously. I know Andrew's a fan, Roman, Brandon, pretty much everybody in our circle. We're all huge, huge nerds when it comes to the horror genre. So I thought that was a really cool thing. So send it in, Magic Squirrel Network at gmail.com. Send your pictures in of your collection, and we will showcase that bitch. So, that being said, let's move on to the movie review. <laughs> on the last episode, we uh, I the, the idea is each episode I'm going to pick a new movie. More than likely, it'll be on like a streaming network, uh, Netflix, Amazon, something something because i mean those 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 two those two uh streaming networks have a lot of like more independent not not so much mainstream but more independent um movies to pick from especially amazon amazon's got a pretty good selection of really really low budget independent uh films that i've been watching a lot of those lately too i'd like to showcase those here in the coming um the coming weeks or the coming episodes also i'd like to start really showcasing like the really low budget um horror movies that I find on Amazon. Cause I've, I've seen quite a few that are pretty good and actually has come to think of it. Like I said earlier, Alicia Clark, we showcased her on, uh, today's women in horror month on our studio six Oh five Facebook page. I might even go ahead and review camp massacre at one point, because like I said, it is a personal favorite of mine and I thought it was fucking incredible. It was so funny and just such a good movie. And I really enjoyed it a lot. So I think I might do that for an episode when I don't know, but it is coming. All right, so on last week's episode, or not last, last two, last, or the last episode. Um, so yeah, like the like I said, the idea is to pick a new movie on either Amazon or Netflix that I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. You guys are welcome to watch it too, and then we'll we'll discuss it on on the the following episode of of Heckles and Horror. Uh, on the last episode, I chose a movie called it was a Netflix original called o- The Open House. It's The Open House, not just Open House. The Open House. And again, I couldn't remember his name last time. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't remember his name this time either. <laughs> the kid from 13 Reasons Why is in it. <laughs> uh so yeah, he's in it. He's really about the I didn't really recognize anybody else from the movie from anything else, but, uh, I, I recognized him cause, cause because of 13 reasons why, but, um, but yeah, he he was in this movie. And, uh, so this was the one that I picked last week. And if anybody watched it, that's great. I've got the live stream going right now. Feel free to comment. If you haven't seen it, feel free to comment anyway. I don't really care, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, um, uh, Oh yeah, that's right. We got a trailer. All right. So yeah, first, before I get into the, the review section, we have a trailer that we're going to play, uh, for the open house. So, um, the trailer fooled me. It, it, it really fucking hoodwinked me. <laughs> it fucking, it got me. Uh, I watched the trailer, uh, when, the, before the movie came out, cause you know, Netflix has that autoplay or whatever, and I fucking hate that. I hate autoplay, Netflix. Stop doing it, cause it's stupid. I wanna look for movies in peace and quiet. But, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, go through Netflix one day, I stumbled on, on the open house. It was shortly before the movie, uh, came, before they released it, uh, last month or whenever it was. And, um, so, the trailer started autoplay and I was like, Oh, well 13 reasons why kid 
well, I'll watch the trailer. Meh. So we have the trailer here, and like I said, it, it really fucking hoodwinked me because I thought that it was going to be better than it was. But I'll get into the review in a second. So first off, first and foremost, we're going to watch the trailer for The Open House, and then I'll get into my personal review. say we're going to be here for? You said that I'd be back before graduation. You should stay at our mountain house. I thought you guys were selling. I just have to leave for a bit on Sundays during open houses. It's good to see some new faces. You must be Logan. Everybody knows everybody in these small towns, huh? So sorry for what happened to your husband. I lost my husband a few years back. Death. It's like it moves in and never leaves. Sam, we searched the entire house. There's no one here. We had an open house here a few days ago. Maybe someone found a spare key laying around or. Or maybe someone stayed. Probably just some kids trying to scare the newcomers. <laughs> Didn't feel like kids. Who's that? Hey! Hey! Something is clearly going on. Hello? Is anyone there? It's always nice to know you have someone nearby. The quiet out here can get real loud. So yeah, that was the trailer to The Open House. Like I said, it really got me. I It bamboozled. That's another good word that I like to use. It bamboozled me into thinking that it was going to be a good movie, but the sons of bitches, they tricked me. I should have known, like I normally, okay, just before I even start, I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to say this. Normally, whenever I watch movies, I am, I'm not as cynical as... I'm about to be. <laughs> I'm really not, especially when it comes to Netflix originals, because I've been I've been pretty pretty happy with Netflix original, both movies and programming, TV shows and and movies. Like, uh, they really really do put out quality content with excellent story, excellent great plots. Um, uh, yeah, uh, really un- until this. I don't know what happened. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, uh, this movie really pissed me off. Like I said, I'm not nearly as cynical as as I'm about to be, but this movie really, really pissed me off. So, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, the movie pissed me off. Um, it started out really promising. Like the first, I'd say. 15, 20 minutes of it, which I mean, that's really 
nothing at all. Like when you're watching an hour and a half long movie, I mean, the first 15 or 20 minutes, if that is all that's good. And this is just my personal opinion. Some people I'm sure loved it. And I'm sorry that I'm about to shit on your favorite movie, but do what? Yeah. I'm sorry if it's anybody who's watching. I'm sorry if you liked the movie, but you're, you're in the minority because the internet fucking hated that movie, including myself. Brian Pruitt on this film? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Alex. I'm about to go Brandon Pruitt on this bitch. Anybody who knows Brandon Pruitt or follows him on Facebook, oh, my God. This dude is the most cynical person I've ever met when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to film reviews. Like, And it's a running joke between all of us. Like, anytime anybody brings up a movie, like, Brandon's always got a shit on it. Worst movie of the year. Worst movie ever made. Fuck you, Brandon. It was fucking awesome. What are you thinking? That movie was terrible. It sucked. It was so dumb. And then he and then he goes through and, and, and explains. But I mean, like I said, I'm not really cynical when it comes to movies. Normally I can find some some sort of aspect that I like about movies. Most any movie that I watch, I can find some sort of aspect about it. And don't get me wrong, I've got movies that I fucking hate. Including this one, 13 Reasons Why, Kid. You fucking... You should have never took this movie. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Alex, are you about to go Brandon Pruitt? Absolutely I am, Alex, because this movie was terrible. So, yeah, the, the the movie starts out, like I said, it started out pretty promising. Um, starts out seemingly happy family. Uh, mother, son, or mother, father, son, living in suburban USA. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, seemingly happy family. Mother, father, son. But son is a aspiring Olympian. I get like he run he runs, runs stuff. Like I don't run, <laughs> but he runs. Aspiring Olympian. I I guess he wants to be an Olympic athlete or athlete or whatever. But um, so yeah. Um, happy family. Uh oh. Uh, before I even go on, I just want to say there are going to be spoilers in this. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. You've had two weeks to watch it. So suck it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, heavy spoilers ahead, so beware. So, happy family. Uh, father ends up getting killed within like the first 10 minutes or something like that. Father gets hit by, I guess, a drunk driver. Somebody driving gets hit, hit in a parking lot, gets killed, leaves the family with absolutely nothing. They've got no savings saved up, no life insurance policy, no nothing. So, and that's terrible. Yeah, father died. That's, that's bad. But, uh. Because he left them nothing, they end up uh, losing the house that they lived in, and they end up having to uh, move to... Uh, the mother's sister has a house in the mountains, a vacant house in the mountains that she has for sale. Oh. Has a vacant house in the mountains that she has for sale, and as the title says, spoiler alert, they have open houses. <laughs> so, anyway... Mother and son move into this house. Big, beautiful, beautiful house in the mountains. Um, a few weird things happen uh, in the beginning after the father dies. A few weird things happen on the way to the to the, the house, the, the location. But um, 
yeah, a few things, a few weird things happen. Like at one point when they're on the, when they're on the road to the house, uh, they almost hit a guy standing in the middle of the road and he's just standing there all creepy. Like, uh, I hope nobody hits me on this mountain road. <laughs> so swerves out of the way, misses him. And then camera cuts to, to his legs and he's looking at the car like, <laughs> and obviously, you know, that that's the dude that is going to make their lives hell for the next hour and a half. So anyway, that happens. And then instead of really like acknowledging it, like the boy, like the son, 13 reasons why kid, what the hell? I wish I knew his name. So I didn't have to stop saying that. But anyway, 13 kid, I'll just call him 13. There we go. 13 kid is like, Oh, well he looks in the mirror and he's like, Oh, he's not there. I don't know where he went. And the mom gets a bloody nose and she's like, Oh, it's just the altitude. And then that's it. Like that's, that's the whole fucking explanation of the dude and standing in the middle of the road. And it's really stupid. But anyway, fast forward, they drive on, they go to a store to get food and provisions for, for the night or for the week or whatever at their house or whatever. And they meet the neighbor lady, Martha, I think her name is. She's a really weird lady, really, really intrusive, really like in your face, really, really fucking weird and just like really unsettling. And I didn't really understand where they were going with that. And Oh, surprise, surprise. They weren't going anywhere with it because she did absolutely fucking goddamn lootly nothing for the entirety of the movie. But never, but nevertheless, she shows up randomly throughout the whole goddamn movie five or six different times with <laughs> no plot driving anything. Like she just shows up like, Hey, I'm, I'm the crazy neighbor lady. So anyway, Moving on. Meet neighbor lady at the store. Move on to the house. Uh, what's this? Dylan Minette. That is, that, that's his name. Dylan Minette. So, yeah. 13 Reasons Why Kid. Dylan Minette. So, instead of 13, I'll call him Dylan. Uh, so, yeah. Meet the neighbor lady at the store. Move on. They go to the house. Uh, they move They move in. or like it's, for, it's furnished and everything. So, they move in. So, anyway. Fast forward through the movie. <laughs> Cause I mean a whole bunch of nothing happens, eh. but, um, at one point in the movie, they are sitting the mom and the son, Dylan and the mom, whatever her name is. They're sitting in the, uh, in the living room watching a movie. Okay. And this is when this, uh, this is when I really started to know that this movie was going downhill. They're watching a movie in the living room and the mom gets up, go to the bathroom. Son gets up to go to the kitchen to get more popcorn or whatever. Cause they had popcorn, go to the kitchen to get more popcorn. So when she's in the bathroom and he's in the kitchen, randomly in the back of the, in the, in the, in the background of, of the shot, you see a door opening up real slowly and it creaks open and it opens up the same door that the mom literally just walked by fucking three seconds before. So door creaks open. She goes to the bathroom Son comes back to the couch, sits down, and then the phone rings, and the mom comes back, walks by that same door, which was just closed three seconds ago, and it's now wide open. I'm sorry, but if I'm at home by myself or with, with whoever I, whoever I'm with, whoever happens to be there, me and one other person, if I'm there in that circumstance and I go to the bathroom or I go to the kitchen, on the way, there's no door open, and then when I come back, that door that I just walked by is wide open. You would think, at least I know I would, I would be like, well, that's really weird. Why is this door open? Did you open this, son, or whoever I'm with? Did you open this? No, I didn't open that. It was nothing. She literally walked by it, and then that was it. No explanation, no nothing. It's like, how fucking stupid can you be? You just walked by this door. So anyway. Oh. 
So yeah, so that that really kind of pissed me off. That was really a really fucking stupid way to go about that. Oh, um, before I go on, I do want to say I do have a note here that I wanted to to quote. I have a, a reference here that I wanted to quote. Um, after watching the movie, I went on IMDb and I, I looked it up to see what other people thought about the movie to make sure that I wasn't the only one that fucking loathed the stupidity of these characters and hated this movie so much. But um, there's one there's one uh, user, IMDb user, because I usually go to like the user reviews and check them out just to see what people say. I normally, whenever I watch movies, I don't really usually pay attention to IMDb ratings. I watch a movie based on whether or not the trailer uh, wowed me or, or something. And I watch movies based on that. Like I don't really watch movies based on other people's opinions, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, um, one user on, on IMDb in particular named pleasant cow summed this movie up absolutely perfectly. He said, uh, I feel like this movie, (laughs) I got a pretty good chuckle out of this when I, when I read it. I feel like this movie was written on a napkin <laughs> at a Denny's and then left on the table and the bus boy decided to make it. I could not have said that any better myself. This movie, it, that is exactly it. Somebody, like he said, wrote it on a napkin, a shitty ass napkin with egg yolk and bacon grease all over it, left it on the table and some random person grabbed it and said, hey, this sounds like a really good idea and I'm going to make this movie. And that's that's the shit show that this movie is. So yeah, where was I? Oh, thanks, man. Um. So yeah, the door wide open thing. That that's when I knew that the movie was starting to go downhill. Uh, fast forward through the movie. Um, several times throughout the movie, they go into the basement of of this house of this big, big, beautiful mountain house that they have. Several times throughout the movie, they go down into the basement. The first time that they go down, they try the light switch. Oh, light doesn't work. So they have a flashlight. Okay, that makes sense. It's late at night. You don't have a light bulb to put into it. That's fine. Okay, I get that. Use the flashlight. But throughout the whole movie, they go down into this basement like six or seven different times. You would think that after all this time that they spend, the fucking 30% of the movie is spent in the goddamn basement, they would replace the fucking light bulb. (laughs) But... I guess I, I guess I'm just, I guess, I guess not. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even fathom why you wouldn't put a new light bulb in. But anyway, so yeah, go down in the basement, light bulbs out, flashlight. So there's that. Like I said, if you haven't seen this movie, heavy spoilers, you had two weeks. Meh. So fast forward. And the strange things just continue to happen, continue to happen, continue to happen. And one of the things that really, oh my God, if you've seen the movie, the thing that pissed me off the most, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Matter of fact, let me just start with this. Mom's in the shower. Fast forward. Mom's in the shower. Hot shower. Water goes cold. Oh, it's cold. I got to go downstairs and go to the, go get, go, yeah, go to the water heater and fix the pilot. Okay, so, I mean, that's happened. I've been I've been taking showers before, too, where the water gets cold and i got to relight pilots and stuff. It happens. I get that. So, before she goes downstairs to go to the bathroom, or to, to go to the basement to fix the pilot light, the son, Matthew? Dylan. Dylan. God damn it. Dylan. Um, Dylan plugs his phone in, into his, into his bedroom, plugs his phone in, goes downstairs, gets a bowl of cereal, 
comes back, sits in his bed, eating his bowl of cereal, realizes that he doesn't have his phone, so he goes over to the wall and grabs his grabs his phone, unplugs it. Before he does that, this is the thing that pissed me off the most about this movie, and this is when I really started to hate this movie. Uh, puts his bowl of cereal down on the nightstand next to his bed, goes over to his phone to get it. His phone is, is, is gone. Miraculously, it's just disappeared. Oh, well, I wonder where it could be. So he starts searching around, looking forever, looking for his phone, can't find it anywhere. Oh, I wonder where it could be. He goes downstairs, his bowl of cereal still in his bedroom, goes downstairs to look for his phone. Or he goes into the bath. No, wait, he goes into the bathroom first where his mom's in the shower, goes into the bathroom first and asks her, hey, have you seen my phone? No, I haven't seen it. Well, I'm going to use yours so he can call his phone to find out where his phone's at. So, and all, all the time that that happened, somebody moved his bowl of cereal from his bedroom nightstand to the table in the living room. So, yeah, moving forward, he goes downstairs to find his cell phone and looking around, can't find it anywhere, looks at the coffee table and realizes... Oh, my bowl of cereal is there. Ugh. And doesn't fucking say anything. Doesn't like freak out or anything. Just looks at it and stares at it. And then he starts hearing a bunch of banging and clanging downstairs in the basement. So he puts his head, he gets down on his all fours and he puts his ear down to the floor. And then somebody just pounds on the ceiling. Like somebody is obviously fucking down there, you dipshit. So back to cut to his mom in the shower. Water goes cold. She goes down, or she comes downstairs. Did you mess with the water heater? No, mom, I didn't. Well, the pilot's out, so I got to go back downstairs and, and fix it again. <laughs> goes downstairs and just a towel, dripping wet. And before she goes, he says, "Mom, I heard somebody banging and clanging down there. Somebody's down there." Oh no, it's just probably pipes. <laughs> so, not only did he did his bowl of cereal miraculously end up in the living room from the kitchen or from his bedroom. But then he hears banging, clanging. Obviously, somebody is in the basement banging on shit and trying to lure somebody downstairs. What does he do? Instead of trying to talk his mom into not going downstairs to fix the water heater, he lets her go and he goes upstairs and gets on his laptop. It's like you didn't even fucking... How can you explain? How can you comfortably go upstairs back into your bedroom and get on your laptop and surf Facebook or whatever the fuck you're doing. Looking at porn, probably 13 reasons why kid. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're doing. I was that age once. Well, I'm still that age, <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, goes upstairs and gets on his laptop. It's like, are you fucking stupid? Why would you let your mom go down into the basement? I swear to God. Like if you watch this movie, the writers of this movie must have, just sat in a room, sat in a big circle and said, what is the stupidest possible fucking thing that we could have these characters do? And they just started spouting off dumbass, stupid fucking ideas and said, oh man, that's, that's great. That's genius. Let's, let's jot that, jot that down. This is going to be a great movie. Maybe, yeah, do what? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like the things that these characters do are absolutely fucking stupid. So anyway, Never even mentions that the bowl of cereal was left from, left, or from, came from his room. Didn't mention anything like that. And his mom just goes down into the basement. Oh, surprise, surprise. The pilot light, it's not just not lit anymore. The switch is turned to off instead of pilot. And this happens like three different times throughout the entire movie, three or four different times where somebody goes downstairs and realizes the pilot light is in the off position instead of pilot. How many fucking goddamn time? I'm sorry, but if I, if my pilot light keeps going out and I go downstairs the first time, I'll give them that the first time go downstairs. 
pilot light is switched to off instead of pilot and it clearly shows like the the camera clearly zooms in and shows pilot is off and then pilot is on when they fix it so how many times if if it was me if i first time like i said i'll give them go downstairs pilot lights off oh well maybe it's just some something weird has happened maybe it's just something maybe it's just a a fuck up yeah maybe it was already like that and i just used up all the hot water Okay, I'll give you that. But when it happens the second time, I would be like, uh, I don't know, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I would think that this is kind of weird. And don't forget, they're still going into this creepy-ass goddamn basement with just a flashlight because they haven't replaced the light bulbs because they're fucking stupid. So, anyway. Uh, second time, I would be like, oh, this is kind of weird. I don't know what's going on. But the third and fourth time, I would be like, we need to get the fuck out of this goddamn house because somebody is in the basement messing with me. Why are we still here? But no, they don't. Because guess what? They still stay in the house and don't even fucking, don't even question anything. They just continue to live there. It's absolutely asinine. I don't know if anybody has actually watched the movie, but it is, I cannot think of a better word. It is asinine. (laughs) <laughs> spoiler alert. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, no. Like three times. No. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. I said that back at the beginning before I got into this, so I'm sorry, Guadalupe. <laughs> huh? No. Oh. Uh so yeah. Um so yeah, all of that happens and uh throughout the movie they they just continue to do absolutely stupid, asinine things that no normal person put into that real situation would, would ever do. And I just don't understand why or how, or even how or why whoever wrote the movie and who was directing it thought that it would be a good idea to do all of this stuff. So anyway, fast forward, surprise climax of the movie. You find out that, Oh my God, there's actually been somebody living in the basement as if I didn't fucking know that 45 minutes ago in the movie. Yeah, as if I didn't know that 45 minutes ago when the pilot light, the fourth time that the pilot light got turned off. Oh, and another thing that pissed me off is uh, at one point they they absolutely, I'd say probably 35 to 40 minutes into the movie, they pander to the audience. And at one point, uh, the son says, they come home after, because during the open houses, the, the mom and the son, they have to leave. They have to leave the house while they do the open house or whatever. So they come back. And the son, they have a, a an exchange of dialogue, and the son is like, you know, open houses are really weird, how they just let random people in, and then the guy, whoever's doing the open house, doesn't even check the house after it's done, and he just leaves. And it's like, you completely just lay out the entire plot of the movie. I'm not stupid. I saw from the trailer what the movie is supposed to be about. I don't need you to have this dialogue explaining to me, oh, well, this is what's about to happen, but we're going to tell you what's about to happen without actually saying it. So here you go. And they lay it out on a silver platter and they must really think that their audience is really stupid. And it really irked me. But anyway, fast forward, find out somebody, surprise, surprise, living in the basement and, uh, comes upstairs. Finally, he finds the family. They finally figure out, oh, there's somebody in the basement. Kid gets knocked out outside. Somebody gets killed. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, mom gets tied up 
tied up in her bedroom and he one thing that one thing about this movie i will say is one scene did kind of get to me a little bit like i'm i'm really weird about like bones breaking and things like that like watching movies and you like saw movies and pretty much and even like like real time uh like sports injuries and shit like ufc and football injuries and stuff where bones get broken and they show it at I can handle pretty much anything when it comes to horror movies like blood and gore. You lay it all in front out in front of me. I can handle anything. I can watch it all. But when it comes to like showing bones getting broken and like you hear that crunch, it kind of gets to me a little bit and I have a hard time watching that. So one thing that really got to me was when the mom is tied up, dude starts just (laughs) breaking her fingers in half (laughs) one by one. And I was like, Oh shit. That's terrible. So that part got to me a little bit. Uh, that was really about the only part of the movie that got to me because the rest of it was horrible. But, um, so yeah, starts breaking her fingers. Uh, mom ends up in the basement somehow. You never really find out how she ends up in the basement. Kid wakes up after he's been, been knocked out. Here's his mom screaming in the basement, goes downstairs with a knife, killer throws her into the kid he accidentally stabs her oh my god mom you're dead and then she dies and then he runs away uh and then as he's running away he runs through a field he runs into the woods and um gets a drink of water out of a a nice little nice little brook a nice little stream gets a drink of water lays down on his back realizes oh no killer's behind me like he's just followed him throughout the woods the entire time I mean, I, that's, that happens in horror movies, so I can, I, I get that, I guess. But, and then he kills the kid and then the movie ends. Like, that's the, that's the fucking ending. He, he kills the kid and then he moves to the next house and you have no explanation, no anything whatsoever as to who the guy is, why he's doing what he's doing. And I'm not saying that I need, I need that, but I mean, it just felt like if you've watched the movie, it felt like it just ended on, it feels like they just phoned it in. They just said, yeah, ran out of money, ran out of time, whatever, what have you. I don't know what happened, but they were just like, yeah, just, just end it here. That's a, that's a good spot to end it. And then that was it. The end, the open house. So I pretty much just told you the entire movie. So even if you haven't watched it, you don't have to now. And I wouldn't recommend watching it anyway, because it's pretty goddamn bad. Um, we're working on a on a rating system. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we're working on a rating system. Yeah, it's for for this episode. It's gonna be thumbs up, thumbs down, um, like Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, bam. But uh, eventually, I don't know. Maybe we'll have like uh, yeah. If you have any suggestions, what kind of rating system? Like something out of five. We were thinking like skulls or knives or murder weapons or something. Any suggestions? Put them in the comments. Shants, shants, even because of my affinity for shants. Yeah, teeth and fingernail. Anthony Cooper commented when I was talking about bones being broken. Anthony Cooper commented, I'm like that with teeth and fingernails. Teeth don't really bother me that much, but fingernails, oh my god. I would rather watch, like I said, I hate seeing bones being broken, especially bones like being broken and coming out of the skin. Ah, it fucks me up so bad, I hate it. But I would rather watch that all day, every day, than seeing somebody's fingernail get ripped off. Or if they're, like, dragging their fingers against a wall or something, they peel backwards. Oh, my God. That is the absolute worst. Teeth don't really bother me. Eyeballs don't bother me. Blood and guts don't bother me. But bones being broken in half and coming out of the skin and things like that and fingernails being ripped off are absolutely horrible. I'm right there with you, Anthony, because that shit is gross. But, uh... 
So yeah, like I said, uh, rating system. We were thinking skulls or knives or hatchets or something. Whatever you can think of, put them in. Put it in the comments. Give us some suggestions so we can figure out a rating system. But like I said, for this this episode now, thumbs up, thumbs down. I give the open house a huge, massive thumbs down because this movie two yeah two massive thumbs down because this movie was absolutely the stupidest fucking movie i've ever seen in my life i wanted to like it i really really did i tried to like it but eventually after the stupid things started to happen like i stopped caring about the movie and i I just finished it for the sake of the of this show and to see what stupid ass thing the characters were were gonna do next and I wasn't disappointed in their stupidity because they just did one stupid ass thing after another, after another, after another, after another. So two thumbs down. If you want to watch it to see what I'm talking about, go for it. But I'm warning you, it's a terrible movie. And I'm sorry, like I said, I'm not cynical when it comes to movies and I like Netflix movies. I like movies in general. I can usually find something that I like about pretty much most movies that I watch, but this one really pissed me off. So anyway, so that's the movie review. Um, in the future, I'm sure that, like, I just had a really a, a lot of gripes about that movie. So in the future, um, I'm sure that these reviews won't be as long and drawn out. Because, uh, like I said, I, I can usually tend to find a lot of things that I like in movies for the most part. But this one just really, really got to me. So, uh, so yeah, that's the movie review section. I plan on doing that on every episode. Um, and like I said, on the last episode, each episode after I review a movie, I'm going to choose a movie for the next episode. So, um, next week or not either next week or next two, I don't know. Um, on the next episode, whenever that happens to be, uh, the next movie that I'm going to be, that I'm choosing is called they're watching. Uh, it's on Netflix. I added it to my list. I saw it on Netflix a long, long time ago. Added, added it to my list a long time ago, but I just never got around to watching it. And, uh, I figured doing this show and, and doing things like, like, like I'm doing lately now, I wanted to start trying to watch movies that I, that I haven't seen that I've, that have been on my list forever. I want to start getting my list knocked down. So, uh, so they're watching it's on Netflix. It's not an original, but it is on Netflix. Uh, I watched the trailer earlier, uh, earlier this week. And, uh, it looks like, it, it looks like found footage from what the trail, from what I gather from the trailer. And anybody who knows me knows that I fucking love found footage, especially found footage horror, like Monster Project. Monster Project was really good. If you haven't seen Monster Project, I would definitely check that out because that movie is the shit. Uh, Monster Project, I like the paranormal activities. Blair Witch, obviously. I mean, that's a classic. Um, uh, ooh, uh, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. The second one was terrible, but the first Grave Encounters, Probably one of my all-time favorite found footage horror flicks because that movie scared the shit out of me. And full disclosure, it really did scare the shit out of me. Uh, so yeah, I love found footage, so I'm really excited to watch their watch. Or, yeah, they're watching. But uh, it looks like uh, found footage. It looks like a comedy horror, which I love comedy horror too. So I'm really excited to watch that one this week. So yeah, next episode, they're watching. Got the picture. Well, right there. Not this side. Right there. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, we've got a trailer for their watching actually too. Uh, trailer really looks like it. It looks pretty promising. Like I wasn't expecting the trailer to go the way that it went. Like I was expecting like full fledged horror. But like I said, it looks like a horror comedy, something about a witch, maybe paranormal or whatever. So we'll go ahead and play the trailer, and here it is. Welcome to. 
Moldova, where the old meets new in surprising ways. Moldova's beautiful. I think it's time for a change. I want to slow down, focus on my life. Come. Becky wants a house to raise a family. I like it. I like it all. You serious? What? She actually bought that place? What could she have possibly done with it in six months? That's what we're here to find out. This people are upset that you have feelings. Oh my god, Greg, look, it's your mom. You are mean. So no, he's definitely not okay. Let's just do our jobs and get out of here quickly. Wait, are you sure this is the right house? Your house looks great. <laughs> Thank you. This is kind of creepy. What is that creepy? They've been here since this morning. Let's get out of here before they go all deliverance on our asses. Many years ago, it happened. Villagers want to know why. It's a funeral. Why is this happening? What the? Wow. Who is to blame? Oh, my God. People start to die. So yeah, that was the trailer for their watching. That's the movie that I'm going to be watching uh, this this week, probably before next week's episode. I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, at one point in the trailer, it says from the writers of Call of Duty. Was it Black Ops Two? Yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, which is a personal favorite. I'm a I'm a huge Call of Duty Call of Duty fan. Black Ops Two is my favorite Call of Duty, aside from like the Modern Warfare games. But Black Ops Two was definitely my favorite Call of Duty game, and. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting that the writers of that game, I'm guessing the the storyline, the campaign or whatever, and also SpongeBob SquarePants, the writers of SpongeBob SquarePants, which I, that was one of the biggest reasons why I was the why I was really interested in watching this movie uh was the fact that the writers of SpongeBob were involved. So I'm really curious to see what they do going from the craziness of spongebob to doing a a horror movie so we'll see what happens uh i'm gonna watch that this week and you guys are welcome to watch too we'll discuss it on the next episode um i do want to give a shout out was that twitch mixer mixer uh give a shout out to uh f7 skills uh power stroke and hip mary hip mary Hit Mary Gold for tuning in on Mixer. And uh, also, Tori Jones, I saw you were watching. Tori, thank you. Anthony Cooper, Mary, Paul, Guadalupe. I just like saying that name, Guadalupe. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in. That's going to do it for this episode. I know that I just looked and we're at an hour and 24 minutes. I really had no intention of talking for this long, but... uh. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Heckles and Horror.